The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, thanks for joining me. It is Jaylen on 630 Chad Afternoons. I was talking about it before the break, but uh, if you're just joining us, asking you if you've seen this viral video of a man in Nova Scotia named James Blackwood. He calls himself the raccoon whisperer. He essentially films himself feeding what he calls his pack of raccoons. Recently, one of the videos went viral, amassing over six million views in it. He starts off by feeding grapes and hot dogs to a pack of about 30 of the critters. Take a listen. All right, guys, come on. Let's go. You ready? I'm going to sit in the snow-covered bench. Holy smokes! Oh, my God! <laughs> yes! 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 I'm wall-to-wall raccoons. You ready? All that noise in the background is their little paws on his deck and them chewing away. Um, yeah, so all of this started when his wife passed away. His, his, her dying wish was uh, for him to continue taking care of these animals. So um, I have raccoons uh, a bit on the brain this week after spotting one in my yard early Saturday morning. It was around 3.30 in the morning and it was caught on the security video. I honestly did not know that we had raccoons in Alberta. I'm an Ontario kid originally, so yes, we have them there, but didn't know that we had them here in Alberta. Dr. Susan McDonald is a psychology professor at York University who studies animal behavior, and one of her projects is to find out how raccoons and other urban species can coexist with humans. Dr. McDonald, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Pleasure to be here. Former Edmontonian as well. Yeah, yeah, you were an Ontario kid. I was an Edmonton <laughs> kid, so we switched. We did switch. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, first off, we have raccoons in Alberta. I know it's amazing. That's what I was amazed too. I mean, I knew we had raccoons in southern Alberta, but the fact that they're in Edmonton is uh, news to me. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, I think it's not unexpected because the range, the northern range of rec- of the species of raccoons has extended due to climate change. So some of those hardy adventurers are making it up to Edmonton, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't want them in my yard. <laughs> yeah, well, you have nothing to say about it because they're there already. So, you know, um, the thing about raccoons is if you, it's kind of like rats. If you've seen one, there are lots more out there. So I imagine they're already pretty firmly ensconced, I think, really? over the last 20 years. And, you know, that's just the way it's going to be, I think. Uh, raccoons are kind of taking over the whole world and mm. with climate change they're they're going to be the big winners so dr mcleod i mean um i've had a couple of texts from listeners saying oh yeah no we've seen raccoons in our neck of the woods as well kind of in the edmonton area and and, and, and on the outskirts um and i want to get into coexisting with other creatures but i do have a couple of questions about raccoons specifically sure. first uh, sure. because you work with you work that's one of the things that you you specifically work with is is raccoons so if yep. if i saw one is it living nearby? Where would I look for it to be living in? Do, do do people need to worry about, you know, having these critters under their deck? What, you know, what do we need to think about? 
Well, I don't think you need to worry. Uh, raccoons are pretty good. And, you know, Edmonton is, I don't know, where you, do you live? Where do you live in Edmonton? Like deep southwest, almost back towards Devon. Okay, so, you know, they're on, that's on the edge of the city, so that's yeah. okay. If, if you told me you were on Jasper Avenue, then I would say, <laughs> oh, holy cow. But, no, that, that's pretty normal. So um, raccoons are what we call a riverine species, which means they evolved to live along waterways. And they catch things in the water and they live in forests because they den in trees. So I'm, you know, I'm an Edmontonian. I know there's lots of trees in Edmonton. There's the River Valley. And so they can survive very well there without having to burrow into your house. However, um, as you know from Ontario, that some raccoons uh, have found out that living in an urban area in people's backyards and under their decks and in their attics is actually preferable to having to live in a tree, which you would (laughs) if you were a raccoon. You would say, geez, I like this insulated attic a lot better. So people will have to start to raccoon-proof their houses, I think, and make sure you don't have any openings in your roof or they because they'll get in at the smallest opening they'll just make it really big or don't leave your garage open because they'll get in there Mm. and you you really have to start thinking about it like we do in Ontario I mean everybody thinks about that because the raccoons are pretty much everywhere Um, and it's not something that Edmontonians have had to think about in the past. All right Um, yeah one of my listeners lives out on the east coast and he's got he sent me pictures about a week ago he's got two raccoons living in his garage and he can't get get them out and uh, you know, you don't really think about them until you see them, and then you think, oh my goodness, how did that happen? But one of the things that I was really interested with uh, reading about some of your research is, is is part of it is trying to figure out how raccoons and other what you call urban species can coexist with humans. And I think when we're, when we're looking at Edmonton, okay, I mentioned that I saw a raccoon in my yard the other day. It was the first time we've ever seen one. It was 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids were like, oh no, that's a coyote. I'm like, no, it's definitely not a coyote but I wanted to talk to you about that because I think one of the biggest uh, species that Edmontonians certainly are trying to find a way to live with is the coyote and so I'm wondering in your research um, when we talk about coexisting with you know the critters that live around us you know, are, is this just something that um, is going to be something that we're going to have, obviously going to have to continue to do more and more and more? Are there ways that we can better handle it? Are there ways that we can make our lives safer, our animals' lives safer, make it safer for the coyotes? I know that's a lot of questions, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, that is a lot of questions. And weirdly enough, in Ontario, they call them coyote, which I, I have to get used to. It's such a strange thing. So I'm happy to hear coyote again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, coyotes are very different than raccoons. So coexisting with raccoons is not such a big deal because raccoons are not going to eat your dog and raccoons are not, I mean, they might get in your garbage can, but they're not going to do, and they might do some damage to your attic, but they're not going to kill anything. Whereas, you know, coyotes, you have to treat with a little more respect. I mean, the number one way to reduce urban wildlife conflict is to not feed them. So that guy in Nova Scotia Mm. is a very bad example. Do not be like that guy. Like (laughs) that is a very, very bad idea. Um, I know he has emotional reasons for doing it and I I think they fulfill a a big need for him. Mm -hmm. But um, please don't start feeding wildlife and don't feed raccoons because coyotes will come too. Raccoons and coyotes will 
they're both called meso carnivores that just means middle-sized carnivores Mm -hmm. and they will both be there so um you can't just put out food for one species that you like um, you're (laughs) going to attract all of them and here in toronto it's actually i mean raccoons are old news here but the opossum has moved in so it's Mm. exactly the same situation they never were in ontario before but with climate change they've moved up and same idea everyone's going insane over opossums which is silly because they're lovely but um you know you really do have to just give practice social distancing there you go just give them their distance appreciate the fact that we have cities that are attractive enough to wildlife that they can actually live there i think that's great we don't want to live in a city that's a dead zone you know Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the great things of edmonton is the proximity to nature so we should appreciate that but please don't feed them Um, you just lead to all sorts of problems with that Um, unexpected consequences and you know disease transmission frankly Mm. so you you don't want to do that that poor guy in nova scotia oh my god he doesn't he doesn't know i mean raccoons carry raccoon roundworm which is not a nice thing and can get in your brain and kill you (laughs) i really don't i don't think he's thought it through but you know have you seen that video I, you know, I, I watch like three minutes, three seconds of these videos yeah. and I have to turn them off. Yeah. I, I just can't. I just can't. You know, it's it's interesting because certainly growing up uh, or living besides the, beside the national parks, Dr. McDonald, we hear all the time, don't feed, uh, don't feed the, the wildlife. We get yeah. the notification when we, as soon as we pass through the, the park gates and so many of us get so furious when we see people getting up close and personal to yeah. uh, to the elk or to the, to the sheep or to whatever it is but why is it sometimes though what we get out of those parks and then we get back home this way and we think oh it's okay well it's in our backyard right it's like oh this is my raccoon i guess (laughs) but you know the whole fed bear is a dead bear thing that counts for everything so it is really just not a good idea and there is a there is a woman here in toronto who lives on the big ravine and she started feeding the raccoons and now she has over a hundred a night and she goes through 30 big bags of dog she's very wealthy goes through 30 big bags of oh dog food at night. like it, once you start then that's it <laughs> you're like they're going to break down her house getting to really? come in and get food if she doesn't feed them so you don't want to create those dependencies and all it takes is you know raccoons are pretty smart they're going to go great this is the greatest place ever and when you don't feed them then they're going to start ripping apart your garage so really? don't they, don't they, even start really they would do that they're nasty oh, little my. brats <laughs> oh they i don't think they're nasty but they are brats that's for sure <laughs> my god i i work with a lot of rehab raccoons like ones that were orphaned and then you um release them and you obviously have contact with those ones and then you let them go and be raccoons but my god they are so bitey they just bite you all the time it's just awful and these ones have their shots like even it's just annoying they're just they're really they're cute you know but they bite and you just want to oh they're they they're annoying but yeah if if you have wild animals in your backyard just pretend the raccoon is a bear like you're not going to feed that either i always tell people people in japan there have been raccoons as invasive species people have brought them in as pets and i and i always tell the people in japan look if somebody brought a giant rat in your country you would not be so thrilled <laughs> pretend it's a rat like just pretend it's something you don't like yes they are adorable but they are going to be very destructive 
You know what, and it's, uh, it's I think, the same thing, even with the coyotes, like looking for dog food or cat food that's left out if you have dogs outside yeah. all the time. There's all these little things that we can do to, pre- to protect our animals and protect our, our, our property, right? And that's yeah. thing, those are things that we have to remember. We're joined this afternoon by Dr. Susan McDonald. She is a professor, a psychology professor at York University who studies animal behavior. Dialed her up to talk about raccoons, but wanted to talk about a number of other things before we run out of time now dr mcdonald you study how animals think and that seems to be a very uh wide (laughs) open subject what specifically (laughs) are you trying to determine oh well it is a very wide open subject so (laughs) i work with a wide range of species and i do basic work like how long can an animal remember a thing you know Mm. looking at basic memory processes how do animals find their way around how do they remember (laughs) they have little maps in their brain those kinds of things and all of the theoretical work is um, related to my applied interest in conservation so i work in kenya and i work in with polar bears in the north and i work with raccoons and i work with animals all over trying to um, use what we know about how animals think to be able to better coexist with them and make their lives better in captivity actually in zoos and and i was going to ask you about that if that leads to captivity in zoos and um because i think i was reading one uh study of yours with orangutans and it was talking about or chimpanzees and it was about whether or not music enhanced their time there and i think it suggested that it didn't (laughs) is that right yeah that was an interesting it was orangutans at the toronto zoo and um yeah, we assumed that orangutans would like having music on because, you know, we kind of like it as humans. And so the purpose of the study was to find out what type of music. So we were like, ooh, we went to iTunes and we found all the top <laughs> music and, you know, rock and classical. And we were like, ooh, we'll find out what kind of music they like. And it turned, and we gave them the option also, which we just added at the last minute, to turn the music off. And they did that. Oh. <laughs> they didn't like any of the music. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And we tried it a number of different ways, allowed them to produce their own music using a keyboard. And, you know, and it turns out when we did a little digging that they really didn't differentiate music from speech. So if they couldn't really, they didn't really seem to think that it was music. They just thought it was noise. Um, And so they chose to turn it off. So is there anything that you've done, any of the research that that you've done that has led to changes in zoos, those enhancements uh, to the animals who are in captivity, things that you found out? Yeah. For sure, yeah, and uh, continue to as well. So at the Toronto Zoo, which is where I do lots of the research, we are actually building a new orangutan exhibit, and we're building in computers in the exhibit because my the orangs I work with, um, orangutans, really like using computers. Really? <laughs> they love, yeah, oh, yeah, they really like looking at pictures and videos and being able to be cognitively stimulated. You know, it's pretty dull sitting when you have a, a big beautiful complex brain and you're just sitting there all day thinking Mm -hmm. about when your next meal is which i think most of us are experiencing during this (laughs) pandemic um you know if you have a chance to do something and work a little bit for your food and think a little bit then it really makes a difference in your life so we find that they're less anxious um they are seem to be you know we use measures of, of happiness and they seem to be happier when 
um, they get something to do. So, yeah, it's leading to real change um, in captivity for sure. Yeah. Good. And before I let you go, and I'm already out of time, but I have to ask you, you've, you've, wa- <laughs> you've, you've worked with a lot of interesting animals. You mentioned the orangutans, uh, I think rhinos, llamas, raccoons. Uh, you've, you've dealt with you know, polar bears. What's, do you have a favorite? What is the one that you've, you've <laughs> you, do you, that you like the most or that, you, that you're most fascinated by? Let's do it that way. It's the one I'm working with at any given time. I like them all, and so it's like saying, which child is your favorite? Oh, come on, we all have one. I really like raccoons. I really do. I find them, they annoy the heck out of me, but they're also so different than any other species. I find them fascinating, And and I do think they will eventually be our masters when they take over the world so we should learn to live with them did i and i read that they would they wet their paws so they can feel things better is that right yeah they do man oh man uh dr mcdonald can i would you come back on this show sometime soon i would love to talk to you a little bit more about conservation somewhere down the line i think that's a really interesting conversation that needs to be had as well i appreciate your time so much oh it's my pleasure it's nice to talk to nice to talk to my people so, yes yay. yes thank you <laughs> former edmontonian dr mcdonald thanks for joining me thanks bye